It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blue You saw me standing alone. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And the big question is where to start tonight, and my guests will vote on where we start. So, will we reflect and celebrate Bonnie and Mangala's outstanding careers at Manchester City? Will it be Nazri's move to Sevilla? Do we start with paying tribute to Joe Hart and his amazing contribution to our great club? Claudio Bravo's move to take over the number one jersey? Our table-topping perfect start to the season and five wins out of five will it be the football we've played in the first half against West Ham United maybe it's the form of Raheem Sterling or Alexander Koloros transformation into a centre-back or do we start with the most important derby for well at least the last Manchester derby maybe it's our Champions League opponents Borussia Mönchengladbach Celtic and that Barcelona lot or do we simply start with wishing Man City show regular Steve Cox a happy birthday today well we should probably start welcoming my three guests who the three guests who have relatives who have much more talent than they have one whose nephew is better known as Lee Nelson or someone who threw banknotes at Set Blatter someone whose cousin is an authority on Manchester City and soon to be a top sports journalist and someone whose son is a very famous playwright who's had his works performed all over the world in no particular order welcome to Stuart Brodkin to Dave Hodgson and to Rob Barron CTID gentlemen a very very good evening to you all evening hi so hi. where do where do we start that is a big long list and maybe yeah. there's many more where, where Stuart where do we start Steve Cox we start with <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, so happy birthday to Steve Cox. Uh, bless him. Yeah, Steve Cox, not here tonight, having birthday cake. <laughs> we, uh, we start with Pep, because Pep is the reason that all these things that you're talking about are happening. And he gets 10 out of 10 for an absolutely brilliant introduction to his revolution. And how exciting it is to see someone 
who knows what he's talking about, who thinks, who is not going to be pushed around, who's making big decisions and who's got ideas. And this is... This is so thrilling and so exciting. But he's got rid of Joe Hart. Ten years, city loyal servant, not give, really giving him a chance. He's not a footballing... He's not giving him a chance, Rob. He's kicking him out before he's even given him a chance. Pep is doing what Pep does successfully, which is he makes big decisions early and sticks by them. And there's no contradiction between celebrating what Joe Hart has done for City, which is incredible, fantastic, and he is a City legend, and, and accepting that Guardiola believes that he's not the person that he needs for the special job that his goalkeeper has to do, and so uh, he improves the team. So Stuart, he's starting with Pep. Is it, you're, you're shaking your head here. Well, I'm sad to see Joe go because um, I think he was, he's been a great keeper for us. I think there's more to it than meets the eye. I think maybe when they first met in the summer when Guardiola came, they had a conversation about, you know, I'm going to change you into a sweeper keeper. And Hart said, well, I'm too old or I'm too long in the tooth as a keeper to, to do that job. I don't think... It, I, I think he could easily do it. There's no question about that. But I think he's upset... Pep in some way and he's had to go and it is a statement um, the keeper we've brought, we're bringing in is smaller, is older um, I'm not sure he's got a great reputation, he played for Barcelona of course but I don't know I I'm, I'm, have mixed feelings about it but It's obviously only a short term solution isn't it if you pardon the pun I think, I think that's probably <laughs> He's six foot <laughs> Yeah but for keepers he's quite short He's tiny yeah. I think that's probably fair um, Again you know Joe Hart is in essence the last player to leave who was here before taxing and the shakes and the wealth arrived and for that there's a certain level of nostalgia which I think we can all relate to he'll go down as up there with Troutman and Swift and Corrigan as the great Manchester City keepers I think that's absolutely fair to say however I'm, I'm going to have to say I do agree with Guardiola on this if he is going to play the, fo- the, the formation, the style and the way he traditionally sets out his teams adding, having a goalkeeper who can play that sweeper role and is comfortable in possession is very important so not to add more phases of play when we're moving out from the back which is a very characteristic part of how Guardiola works the bit I will disagree with is I don't think Bravo by any accounts was the first choice I think he wanted to Stegen uh, the other Barcelona keeper who's 24 very good on the ball and was going to cost a lot of money I think he would have taken Neuer had Neuer been available I, the one I wanted to see was Loris at Spurs actually I think he's very comfortable on the ball very good shot stopper very good at playing that role Bravo was qu- relatively cheap I think it was only it was always well in this market you know, it was only sort of 15, 17 16. or something yeah exactly you know compared to what the sort of prices people are paying he's good on the ball he's got a very good record in Spain a lot of clean sheets kept but I don't, do I think he was the first choice target? No. Can I just talk about four other keepers before we move on? I will come back and make a serious point. But, but I've written down four keepers you didn't mention. I'm looking at our slightly older members of the panel here who will remember all of them. Uh, I've got Alan Ogley. Yep. I've got Ken Mulhern. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got Keith McRae and Alex Williams. Which was the worst of those four, do you think? We've done the greats, so let's do kind of the worst. Or could you even mention a worse keeper that you saw in a, in a green jersey as they all wore in those days? I've got a few poor ones, yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I didn't see much of Williams. Um, the others were competent, I would say. Ogley was too small and not very good, but a very nice man. <laughs> 
Good. Uh, moving on. So, so going back to Pep. So, so I've given you a big long list just to get us going here. And, and what, what's your leaving Joe Hart aside? Yeah. What's your view of Pep? What's, how many marks out of ten? Sort of, you know, five games in, including those two European games. Eight and a half. He knows his, his, we're still a work in progress. Um, he's tactically brilliant. Um, I feel comfortable with his tactics. Never felt comfortable with either Mancini's or Pellegrini's. I think when we go away, um, I think Pellegrini just said, go and attack. But I don't think Pep sees it like that. Obviously, he wants the ball to keep the ball. And when we lose the ball, to get it back. But I just feel safe when he's in charge. What have you enjoyed most, Dave, then, of the, of the, sort of the short reign that we've, we've had so far? I'm going to say the thing I say in some form every podcast I ever do. We're finally pressing the ball. We're so much better yeah. when we don't have the ball. I, I've said it for ages. You know, I was not a big fan of Pellegrini, particularly towards the end. When we don't have the ball now, we're so switched on. We're pressing. We, our midfield... We feel like we have so many players in there. We've got the fullbacks coming in set to support midfield, add a bit of height as well. We've got all these players dropping in there. We press the ball, we win it back, and there is a clear strategy, which we were so patently lacking the last three years, of what we do to get back possession. And I think that has been such a welcome change and has been the staple of a lot of what we've seen. I saw you, Rob, at the West Ham game, so just going to the, the most recent game. We, we met outside briefly before going in. That first half performance was probably as good as I've seen City over the last four or five seasons, I would have thought. It was absolutely stunning and thrilling because they worked so hard, because they were so skillful, because they were doing something new. And uh, they demonstrated that they are exceptionally fine players. And we should not underestimate what John Stones has done for that team. Because all of last season, you worried the whole time about the central defence. And Stones uh, has got the confidence and the ability to settle everybody down and to help it. But the big thing about uh, Sunday's performance was City have seven new players who haven't played yet who are all fast, and uh, so, you know, it's going to be really exciting, and that, that is just the start of it. That having been said, Stuart, there was a period during that second half where, you know, they came back into the game, and you could see them nicking another one, yeah, and I, suddenly it all goes pear-shaped again. Well, I think Caballero was at fault with a goal. I think the defence still is, a, is very much a working progress. I would say midfield, forwards, look good, can improve. Defence, I'd give defence about six out of ten at present. Stones aside, because Stone, I, I, no, Stones I, I, is a brilliant I, ball player. He, he's a lovely player to watch. Uh, possibly the best ball playing centre back we've ever seen. Um, you know, but, but we, there's still work to be done on that defence. No question. I think a big concern, and I think one that will eventually get resolved, is now we, we've talked about Bravo's height. That the def- we are relying so much on the defence for height. In front of the defence, there is no one over six foot who is starting regularly. And on for the West Ham game, we had Zabaleta and Clichy at fullback, so we were both quite short as well. So we had Stones and Otamendi, who were the players we were relying on for height. We know Caballero is a little bit suspect when it comes to deliveries into the box. And Antonio has, I think, scored more headers. Is it eight Premier League headers he scored now since his move last, last season? Yeah. Um, and he, he's very good at cutting in and getting those sort of headers on target. We, we, should have, we should have planned for that. I think Guardiola is still learning a, a bit about some of the oppositions we're coming up against. But I think we have to sort of work a bit on the height that we 
put in that. I, I would not be surprised to see Sanya and Kolarov starting more in certain games to give us that bit additional height. Can I, can I come back to sort of some of the uh, some of the positives we've seen this season? I think Stones will be my standout player. I think he's been he's been outstanding, and I, I, I love to watch him play. I think he's been a fantastic buy, just what we needed. Everybody's talking about Raheem Sterling as well, and I think it would be remiss of us not to sort of sort of jump on that bandwagon and say what a transformation. And, and Dave, what's that down to? Is that just purely the manager? Well, clearly, we don't know what he said to him. We don't know what the the relationships like. But something's happened there. Had a terrible, not a great season last season, but then a terrible Euros, and he's come back and he's a new player. The criticism we often put about Sterling was that he'd get the ball and he wouldn't know what to do with it. He would either run into a blind alley or make a backward sideways pass that didn't really add anything to the team. <laughs> There's two big differences here. One, he is so much more confident. You can see, you can see he's, he's, he's quite, he seems to be quite an effusive character. When he's talking about Guardiola, he's so excited and enthusiastic about the transformation he's seeing. And he clearly has that confidence to move with the ball, to push pushed um, into the next phase of play but also people are coming available to him to move the ball to there's a lot more movement around him as well so more completed passes higher up the pitch he, he's clearly you know he can feel he is building far more into far more moves he's got more license to cut inside he can, he can stay wide he can cut inside he's got a bit more freedom as to how he plays and he, he's clearly loving that new responsibility new freedom new role that Guardiola's afforded him making goals scoring goals it's everything you want isn't it it, it is everything that we want, and what a contrast to last season. And, and we also need to say that Silva is is having a purple patch too. De Bruyne is playing well. Now, there will come a time when not all of them are on song at the same time, but when they are, then they're, they're, they're very difficult to contend with. If we had had a half-decent referee on Sunday, <laughs> then West Ham would not have scored their goal because the person who crossed the ball should have been sent off. Quite right. And... Uh, it, it is true that the goalkeeper missed uh, the cross, yeah. but the cross should not have come from that player. He should have been sent off. And Aguero should have been sent off as well. No, but Aguero should have scored before he was sent off. What, what uh, a pathetic... Uh, offside. What a pathetic was an offside. Uh, referee to say that he didn't see what Aguero did. How can he not have seen something from, what was it, five yards? Because yeah. there's lots to watch, Rob. You, know, you don't just watch two players in front of you. There's the ball, there's what happening off the ball. He's got sort of assistant referees in his ear. He's got a lot to do. Have you ever refereed a game? You're very critical of referees. You, well, no, you because well. You're, you're so defensive of them. You're part of the referees' exactly. trade union. Exactly. And, you and you'd know, expect he, nothing less, would he, you? Well, you do it honourably, but you're wrong <laughs> uh, in this case. <laughs> Let's go back to Sterling. What have you seen in Sterling then? That's, that's I think he's got you. confidence. I think a lot, you know he's feeding off that confidence. The team is playing well. He's playing well. Apparently, at half time on uh, Sunday, uh, Guardiola told him to yeah he should have had more dribbles. You know, so you know he knows that there is still more to come. I watched the, the you know the Premier League years on Sky when we won the title, and his performances for Liverpool were, were fantastic. And he's got to back to somewhere near that. The, 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 the problem with him is he wasn't scoring enough goals. And he didn't score enough goals last season. He's already scored two for us so yeah. far in the league. Can I put a word in for another player who's really impressed me playing on the wings, who's quickly becoming one of my very favourites, and that's Nolito. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> What's a brilliant signing. That's, I mean, again, you know, proven record. In Spain, he was incredibly prolific. Not for one of the big teams either, for Celta Vigo. Mm-hmm. He is a tailor-made Guardiola player. He can stick out wide. He can cut in. He, he's got brilliant movement. Always looks like he's got a goal in him. 
really confident and I think he's been a key part of us suiting this new attacking formation etc because he frees up space for everyone around him between him and the amazing set pieces we've been getting from De Bruyne who's been moved more inside that we've got sort of attacking triumvirate with him with with Sterling and with and with De Bruyne that just looks really really potent and, and he could of course play, play up front he wears the number nine shirt he could play in that role of course you know potentially if Aguero clearly if it, we're, we're assuming that his his appeal is, is not going to work and therefore he's, he's out of the Stretford game then you know, we've got so many options haven't we potentially you know Nolito could come in we're going to talk about maybe the Sanes of this world one of those players we haven't seen yet who also could maybe make his debut on that we, the great thing is we have got options and, yeah. and, and it, it, a real positive feel about that and Jesus arrives at Christmas exactly <laughs> just Has after he, Christmas I think well okay he's busy at Christmas <laughs> go back a- to Nolito I think we got him very cheap for one reason he's only got one foot I mean he, I don't think he's got a left foot has he I haven't seen evidence of it <laughs> I'll be honest but, um, but he does cut in almost every time he has but I think you know, some Premier League teams are going, to, are going to work that out before too long. I don't know. I like him very much, and what he's done so far has been marvellous. But you, you like Nolito? I think he's terrific. And he, he, uh, just let's remember that Neil Young only had one foot. And True. That didn't stop him being a brilliant footballer. Quite right. Uh, so uh, I don't think that's a problem. I think we're fluid enough now that we that, that sort of one-dimensional side of a player isn't going to predominate so much. We can switch wings, we can move players inside, move people around. So it's a lot harder to find out one of our players. Yeah, now. true. Can I go back to my favourite player, Silver? I think he's fit yeah. for the first time for a long time. Yeah. He ran further than anybody else on Sunday, apparently. Um, I just think he, he controlled that game. I, I know Sterling got man of the match, but for me, Silver was the star. I agree. And he, he, everything he does is is done with intelligence. The ball that he gave, that he put through for our first goal to Nolito was weighted and weighted in both senses. Yeah. He waited for the right moment, and it was perfectly weighted. You I can't ask for more. Looking back, I think yeah. one of our most underrated players, and kind of looking at my notes as well in preparation, a player that I never talk about or not enough. <laughs> is Fernandinho. We, we never talk about yeah, him. Yeah. And he puts in so much work and so much effort. And, and I just, I kind of made a bit of an effort to, to look at him on Sunday properly. And, and again, he, he puts a shift in as well. Yeah. And yeah, he, he reads the game brilliantly. And, and I think he's such an influential player that, that doesn't, get, doesn't get the plaudits, I don't think. I, I was interested. That, I mean, he made one uh, big mistake. He, he went to the ground to foul and he was booked. And other managers might have panicked and, and taken him off, given the strategic place he was playing. But Pep didn't panic, and Fernandinho was not phased by that, and he had a superb game. Quick word on Kolarov as well, if we can, because clearly didn't get a great press, certainly around this table, there were one or two individuals in particular who have been very critical of, of him, not naming names, but... Her initials are Lisa Rabinowitz. Um, she's been particularly... Even now, I don't think even she will admit that he's she actually... Did. She, she still won't accept it. But what, at centre-back, he, look, he looks pretty accomplished, doesn't he? Well, the case that Pep's made for him is how difficult it is to find a left-footed centre-half in this day and age. It's, there aren't many in the market. He's played the role very well when he's, when he's been called on. Again, I think he, he does... There's clearly a very sort of raw, competitive streak in him. He does not want to be beaten to any ball, and that plays out quite well. 
you know, I don't. Do I think he should be anything higher than fourth centre half? No, I think I'd rather see him at left back. I think he adds he adds a lot there. But you know, he he is turning into quite a much more disciplined player, and that's the difference. That's what's allowing him to play that role. Guardiola is not letting him shoot from forty five yards for no obvious reason. <laughs> he is he's being sort of controlled more, and I think we're seeing a much better player because of it. The key thing is that we're not going to get through this season with 12 or 15 players. They're going to have to use the whole squad and rotate in order to be confident of being competitive in in four competitions. So Koloff is great to have around uh, to to play in central defence under those circumstances. Uh, anybody else caught your eye? Sort of generally. So we, we, we've we've played five, won five. You can really ask for much more than that. Any, anybody else caught your eye that we haven't yet talked about? Um, we've not seen him yet, but I think the, the big question that's going to be asked, you know, in terms of how this squad falls together, how everyone sort of links up, is who leaves the squad for Gun- who leaves the first team for Gundogan when he arrives. Mm. Um, again, Fernandinho is probably prime candidate to lose that lose his spot on the basis that that sort of box-to-box role he's been largely facilitating. But it'll be very interesting to see how the pack gets reshuffled when we decide we want to bring him to the fore. But I think Guardiola's going to reshuffle the pack anyway. He said players can't play every three days, so he's going to have a much bigger sort of rotation package, if you like. Um, So I think all those players are going to fit in for certain specific jobs, roles in certain games. And do we know how ready he is yet? How, how, how many weeks have we still got to wait to see him? His target was the derby, is my, yeah. I, as, as I understand it, and has been training, I think sort of light training. I, I, don't, I don't know whether he will be, he will be ready. To, I, I, I believe he hasn't linked up with the Germany squad, so oh. I, I think he's... And, and Sané, I mentioned briefly earlier on as well, I think he also was being talked about as a potential yeah. candidate to, to play in the derby. I'm not sure well, if he's... he's training, got... as far as we know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any others? Any others? Company. To... Company. Mm. Where does he fit in? Where, where will he be fit? Yeah. Will he be fit? Will I he do a full I season? I don't All know. All these questions, Stuart. Lots of... One, one right. thing I, I need to, to say, we haven't played anybody yet. Uh, I think that's that's unfair. I think what you have to do, I respect what you say, but I think what you have to do is to compare how the team played against the same team last season and the Stoke away game and the West Ham at home game. Very true, very true. uh, City ran further, they, they... they defended more fiercely, they pressed in a way which they simply didn't do last season. Yeah, but will that always work against the top team? We, we played three teams, I feel, will, will not be in the top half of the table come the end of the season. Well, come the weekend, we will be playing. Exactly, we've got, we've got exactly. The, so let's see how we go. We've got a journey outside Manchester to Trafford, yeah, exactly, to, yeah. to, to Stratford. Um, big away game. Uh, who's going to kick us off then with uh, our trip to the Swamp? Well, I think there's... there's could there be a starker contrast between how the two big name Premier League managers have gone about the, the dealing with their new team? Whereas Guardiola has divested many of our big egos, um, what Mourinho has fairly neatly done is, lo- is load up on them. My personal least favourite world-class player, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, yep. who nothing will please me more than to see him sent off this weekend. He is a particular dislike of mine. Um, he <laughs> is a very, very accomplished player, a very dangerous player, a player who could really punish our lack of height, as I mentioned earlier, and a player who I'm bitterly disappointed I didn't see come to us, and that's Paul Pogba. 
Again, another ego, but a very, very talented player. And it's going to be, with United, it's going to be a lot of how we neutralise those key individuals because they are a team built around some very key individuals at this stage. And that's going to be a key part of our strategy, I feel. I think United are a hugely improved team from last season. (coughs) I think Pogba is a very exciting player and he's beginning to show... Uh, real class in a way which uh, should be a cause for concern. But the big thing is that supporters and presumably the team won't be going to that game in fear of United. You know, Guardiola's team is every bit as good uh, as as United, probably better than they are. And it, it will be disappointing not to have Aguero, but they're good enough and flexible enough to, to manage without him. Yeah, I thought we kept Ibrahimovic quite quiet uh, in the two games yeah. against PSG. So, you know, Guardiola will have a look at that, I'm sure. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one. I mean, it's never easy going there. Um, but we're not fearing anybody at the moment. So let's see how we go. I hope we, you know, go and show them how to play football. One hope I do have with how we'll set up against them is they are quite weak in the holding midfield area. Their defence is quite young and unsettled. Um, I think we can probably find places where we can, you know, get in behind them, work, work our passing football, and they may struggle to contain us. But again, I, I do think they look far more dangerous than they did last season. Let's look forward a little bit then, because I, I don't like talking about Stratford, as you know, particularly. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll reflect. We're not actually here next week because of uh, the international break, um, but we'll, hear, we'll be here the week after. Um, and we'll, we'll reflect on uh, the, the result of that and indeed the European campaign, which will have started as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll maybe move on to that. So when you sat there and heard the draw, um, that it was uh, Barcelona or a good German side yeah. and someone else, I mean, they could have maybe just set that up that way, couldn't they, in the first place? And Absolutely. So that's, uh, the, th- the four teams in that group haven't, have won every game this season yeah. in their respective league. So... They're all in form. I mean, Celtic are not much of a threat. Are, are they not at home? Didn't they scare one or two people last year? Oh, they beat Barcelona, I think, didn't well, they? Well, that's my point. A few years ago, not last year. Yeah. Um, I think they're a moderate side, really, overall. We should, be, we should get through that. You, you're excited by our European campaign? You, you, you're worried about it? Because, you know, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Barcelona with City coming third, some people are saying in the group. We don't qualify from the group. I think there's an immaturity about some City fans that when they see the draws in European ties, they say there's a conspiracy against City. And that's just nonsense. And uh, if you're a good team, you play against other good teams... And uh, it's, it's thrilling. It's, it's really exciting. And they should go into these games full of confidence. And it's better to play Barcelona now than it is to play them immediately after the, the group games. I think um, I was actually quite happy with the draw. I think we will finish a solid second in that group. Barcelona are the finished article of what Pep is trying to make us. Um, Borussia Mönchengladbach are weaker than when we played them last year their best player Granit Xhaka is now playing for Arsenal I think they're going to miss him he's been very much the staple of what they've done Celtic are a team that includes Dedrick Boyata and Scott Sinclair amongst their first 11 um, I've probably cursed us now but I, I, I look at the Scottish League and see they don't actually play anyone decent you know, there, there is, I, I don't see them as a threat at all. It's, it's Barcelona, Mönchengladbach, and I think we should get six points off Borussia Mönchengladbach. Sorted. That's it then. 
should, we, should we just say a final farewell then to, to, to our players then and sort of go back and, and just reflect on, on the four departures then before we depart uh, I think we've done Joe any, any final words on Joe before we move on from him I think well we've just... let's not forget that uh, he, he's not moved on in the sense that uh, he's still receiving yeah. 80 or 90,000 pounds a week in salary he could from, come back of from City yes. well you can't sell Joe Hart you'll have a riot on your hands <laughs> But, you know, is he really... He's probably not going to come back, but they've left it open. They're still paying, as you say, part of his wages, and it's only a loan, so potentially... You know, potentially, he could, you know, become a footballing sweeper-keeper, have a fantastic season. You know, our, our elderly three-foot-nine keeper sort of, you know, retires because <laughs> retires he's got to a pensionable age, and, and Joe comes back. That is possible, possible I suppose. Yeah. Not very likely. The four players that are leaving, Mangala, Bonnie, Nazri, and Hart, are all on loan, so technically they're still our players. Yeah, um, I am a bit sorry to see Nasri go as well. I, th- I don't think he fulfilled his potential with City, but a Joe Doherty will be absolutely beside him. Too many pies, wasn't it? Too many possibly, pies during the possibly, summer came back. Possibly. Yeah, too many Holland's pies. Other pies are available, of course. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, but what about Joe Doherty? I mean, he's got. What's he going to do with all the pictures in his bedroom? Oh, he'll, he'll find somebody else. Don't worry. <laughs> I hope that uh, Mangala has a coach who is able to bring out the consistency that he needs to go with the skill that he's got because he's so disappointing in in his games for City that he made so many mistakes and yet he's obviously a good footballer. So we wish him well, we wish Bonnie well. Nasri, uh, I thought, had a terrific... Uh, cameo uh, appearance shop window job though wasn't it really <laughs> surely that, that's all it was bit of window dressing here he is have a look nice blonde hair slim down version have a look in, at him take the, him off our hands something. in the new politics when when Guardiola calls somebody amazing they better watch out because <laughs> that's, that's a sign that they're up for the chop and nobody's really mentioned Wilfried he came with goals in him from Swansea proven goal scorer didn't quite work for him at City well Mark Hughes has done three great things and only three great things for our club one is buy Vincent Company one is buy um, Pablo Zabaleta and one is take Wilfred Bonnie <laughs> off our hands <laughs> fourth, one was, fourth one was to leave <laughs> yes <laughs> true true um, and I mean I can only think of one striker in my uh, again I, you will have seen far worse than I have over the years um, that's Bernardo Caradi who has oh God, reached that level of ineptitude on a football pitch this man could not run he could not he wasn't particularly good in the air and I heard I heard Hughes say today he has power and he has pace okay he can hit the ball quite hard he doesn't move I people are saying he's going to be the signing of the summer I just don't see it I don't see what in him is hungry for scoring goals the Norwich game last season particularly stands out where he had about 12 touches and didn't move yes Rob I'm just saying in all this euphoria um, the ticket sales at City are an absolute disgrace. It's shambolic the way you have to buy a ticket online, then you have to go to the ground and you have to queue up for half an hour to get a ticket. And I think for a club that is spending hundreds of thousands of pounds a week uh, subsidising players uh, and, and, and paying salaries, they ought to get their act together on this because it's spoiling... Uh, our ability to enjoy what should be a special occasion. I took my wife for the first time. She couldn't believe that we had to queue up, even though we'd already bought the tickets. And I think she's quite right. And did you get a response from City when you tweeted it? Not at all. Nothing from City at all. That's disappointing. 
So almost as disappointing as Wilfred Bonney, but probably not as disappointing. <laughs> Nothing is. <laughs> so to, to Stuart Brodkin, to Dave Hodgson, and to Rob Barron, CTID, this is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.